0: Hello, the church family. Today we're looking at Acts chapter 21, uh, from verse 27 to the end of uh, the chapter. And um, I do want to start by saying that I hope you had a great Thanksgiving uh, this past weekend. I uh, hope the Lord uh, was able to give you some time of rest and time with your family. We're you able to just enjoy some fellowship with other people. Uh, but yeah, I'm thankful that um, the Lord has brought us together in this church and to be able to be in each other's lives. And as you know, as we go through God's Word, uh, we can always uh, have that fellowship and uh, because of God and who He is and the unity that we have in Christ and even desiring to know His Word. That's what really what these podcasts are for, is for us to be drawn closer to Him and to have, um, for a little short time, just better understanding of God's Word, and hopefully these will be an encouragement to you as you go about your day. So today, uh, Acts chapter 21, verse 27 to the end of the chapter, this is really Paul's trial here um if you were to summarize this section uh, paul is making his defense against those uh against the jews that really hate jesus um chapter 20 uh, at the end of chapter 20 he was he said farewell to the church of ephesus and he's gonna go and he was even getting um he was warning the the elders in ephesus that um that there's there's gonna be wolves from outside and within the church they're going to try, do their best to sway people from the truth and he warns them before he goes back to jerusalem and the reason why he was heading toward jerusalem was because he has this um love offering from the gentile churches and he wants to be able to make it back there before pentecost and hope that he could not only give and encourage the um the, the christians in jerusalem but also so that um he can minister to wider uh audience they can be able to share the gospel with people that are uh like jews jews that do not know jesus um. So twenty one, he goes on this, you know, his trip from Miletus, and he, he gets there's people around him that, <coughs> that basically was warning Paul not to go because they saw through the work of the Holy Spirit what is going to happen, and um, Paul seems to be, you know, he's he's relentless, he's he's bold. He wasn't he didn't really care about what's going to happen in his life as long as um the, the the church is built up and Christ is made known. Um, so people are trying to convince him to stop. He doesn't. Uh, he he's not moved by that. He keeps going, and his boldness uh, even encouraged other people to follow along with him, as we see in uh, chapter 21, verse 16, where it says some of the disciples from from also came with us. So like he, you know, boldness usually draws a crowd, and he was Paul was doing that. He 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 went into the uh, Jerusalem. He went to Jerusalem knowing that he was going to get persecuted and that things were going to get hard for him and verse 27 really begins that fulfillment of that vision that the prophets have and really god's divine plan being played out Uh, he's now here um because people are aware of the fact that he uh, shares the gospel he's telling people to you know deny their self-work righteous system and believe in jesus christ and people are upset at him Uh, and again this is just a normal act of the christian life is that if you're going to try to attack um, system that controls people they're losing their control and you know telling them not to be slaves to any other system but Jesus Christ people will get worked up by that and Paul is you know going through that right now where he's getting tried for this uh you know before preaching the gospel and people are going to get uh saved and people are also going to be very upset as well so as we go over this I do want to you know again highlight the importance of being bold for Christ um and I think we see that in, in his um, in, in, this, in this section of scripture. Verse 27. When the seven days were almost over, the Jews from Asia, upon seeing him in the temple, began to stir up all the crowds and laid ha- hands on him. So, uh, again, this is uh At the end of uh, chapter or not at the end at the end of verse twenty six uh Paul was you know he went through this whole purifying ritual um, that 's not mandated in scripture, but he just wanted to do these things so that the Jews would not be offended for the wrong reason so it was after that uh, some people say it was like the Nazarite vow um others just um you know some sort of ritual cleansing where he's able to enter into the temple uh so after that that seven day period uh he goes uh into the temple uh it's after the seven days period uh, already over the Jews from Asia. Upon seeing him in temple, to stir all the crowds to lay hand on him. Uh, this word "stir up" here means to confuse. And usually, whenever there's like a mob mentality, people don't quite know what they are doing. Um, they're just being worked up, and um, you know they're just doing. They're acting on impulse. Uh, it's kind of like when you there's a reason why when you go to. Um, you When know, you go to an airport or any some uh, public building, you're not allowed to scream fire unless there actually is a fire. Because if you scream fire and there's no fire, then people are going to be confused and just act at times erratically. And here, in this case, people saw Paul, and he they, they were trying to cause uh, controversy, so they confused the crowd, and they all grabbed him. Um, verse twenty, cry out, men of Israel, come to our aid. This is the man who preaches to all men everywhere against our people and the law in this place. And besides, he has uh, even brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. So they accuse Paul for being real, for being anti-Jew. Um, you have to understand the Jewish uh, mindset, religion, and their ethnicity are one and the same. So if you attack uh, their system, you're, they feel like you're attacking the race. And if you attack the race, it's like attacking their God as well and their religious system. Uh, so that's what they're trying to accuse Paul of doing. The Jews here at this time were celebrating Judaism and felt that Paul was attacking them, that he he's entered into them. And he's not only that, so that he brought out these, these Greeks uh, to defile the, the temple. And uh, the, the, you know, obviously, that's not true because earlier uh, they, they were purifying themselves. So, even in their customs, they uh, are actually not defiling the place. Uh, but the Jews didn't know that. They're just spreading confusion. They're just uh, accusing Paul and, um, uh, and his followers for these things um, just so that they could get rid of Paul. Verse 29 For they had previously seen Trophimus, the Ephesian the city, with him. And they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple. Obviously, Trophimus was not there, um, but you know he wasn't. He, they just saw him there, and they assumed that Trophimus was with him. But it's just kind of like guilt by association here. Verse thirty. Then all the city was provoked, and the people rushed together and, taking hold of Paul, they dragged him out of the temple. And immediately the doors were shut. Um, so they uh, they quickly and you know wanted to basically beat him up. Uh, and and it even says in verse thirty one here, while they were seeking to kill him. Um, so you know that was their intent. They wanted to murder Paul. A report came to the commander of the Roman cohort that Jerusalem was in confusion. Uh, so basically, someone phoned the police and said, "Hey, there's like a there's a group of people beating up this one guy here." Uh, verse thirty-two. At once, he took along some soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. And when they saw the commander and the soldier, they stopped beating Paul. Um, then the commander came up and took hold of him and ordered him to be bound up with chains and he began asking who he was and what he had done and this is a lot of ways of fulfillment of, of verse 20 uh um, um was it verse 11 uh um, of verse 20 of chapter 21 when agabus was saying that uh he's going to be bounded up with his hands and feet and being delivered by the hands of the gentiles here and so the gentiles here grabs him uh the you know the roman court they grabs him they they bind him up and uh they begin asking who he was and what he had done and this was funny because he is the he's the one getting beat up and he's you know being arrested here They're trying to try figure out what's going on verse 34 but among the crowds some were shouting one thing and then some another and when he could not find out the facts because of the uproar he ordered him to be brought back into the barracks so, again, you know, this sounds familiar because it's kind of like when Jesus was getting beat up. Uh, some people were wondering what was going on, why is he getting beat up, and they didn't know. They, uh, as usual, this is just kind of what the Jewish people tend to do when they want to get rid of uh, people, just to find a reason to kill them. Verse 35, when he got to the stairs, he was carried by the soldier because of the violence of the mob. So it seemed like Paul was being so bad that he couldn't even walk anymore. Verse 36, for the multitude of the people kept following them, shouting, away with him, away, uh, away with him. And this is similar to what they've said to Jesus when it was between Jesus and Barabbas. Um, uh, but yet, in light of all this, Paul was still submitting to God's will, even in light of suffering. So this is, again, a lesson for us that, you know, suffering is a normal part of Christian life. I know when we look at how th- bad things are nowadays in terms of the cultural shift, just know, again, <clears throat> that This is normal for the Christian life. Um, The holier we are, the more we closely walk with the Lord, the more distant we're going to become from the world. And what naturally comes from that is hatred and persecution. Uh, But Paul understood his calling. He understood how hard things are going to be. And that did not um, sway him from, uh, you know, fulfilling the mission and task that God has given him. Uh, You will see in a second that he is going to be faithful with all that he has. Uh, Verse 37, as Paul was about to be brought into the barracks, he said to the commander, may I say something to you? And he said, do you know Greek? And now this was a surprise to the cohort because they thought that you know, Paul was just like some commoner or someone else, or they actually thought he was uh, this Egyptian later. And they're just surprised that he could communicate with them because the Greek language was considered educated, you know, that you're on the upper echelon of society. So when Paul was speaking to them in Greek, they were thrown off they're like wow you're not just some random you know terrorist or anything like that you're just you actually are someone that has been trained uh they didn't know that paul was educated and they were surprised by this verse 38 then you are not the egyptian who came who who some time ago stirred up a revolt and led to four thousand men of assassins out into the wilderness um so apparently around this time this this was the real event where uh where there were a bunch of assassins going around and uh, apparently they were spread out all over. They didn't catch all of them and they thought that Paul was one of those guys. Um, so it was like a mistaken identity here, verse 39. But Paul said, I'm a Jew of Tarshish in Sicilia, a citizen of no significant city, and I beg you, allow me to speak to the people. And this is important because, um, you know, he's dealing with the Jews here. He's trying, he wants to find the opportunity Evangelize them. And he 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 sees his moment. He knows that like oh these Roman cohorts are going to protect him as and give him a platform to say what he's going to say, um, which is very you know very tactful uh, of Paul for him to be able to uh, to come up with this on the spot. And again, this is what being faithful to the Lord causes. It makes us more mindful and aware of the moment that we're in. And we are always praying that the Lord will give us opportunity to share the gospel. I know that in my life, some of the most unique gospel opportunity or times that i at least expected, but i am present there and i just you know, realize like hey i should just start sharing the gospel with this guy and i do it and i know that some of you have had that same experience as well you're just going about your day and you're but you're always mindful that you are where god wants you to be and you and you take advantage of the c- circumstance in your life so that you can go and share the g- good news with others and this was paul was and this is what paul was doing for it, when he had given him permission, Paul, standing on the stairs, motioned to the people with his hand. And when there was a great hush, he spoke to them in the Hebrew dialect, saying, um, "So, yeah, you know, this is. I'm not gonna <laughs> go through the dialect. I will go over that next week about what he was, what he will say. But I think this is important to know. I think it's a lesson for us to draw, is that again, persecution is normal for Christians, and that in light of that, uh, we need to take advantage of whatever remote opportunity we have." When we think about this last year, with COVID, um, we have to see that this is a, a it's almost like, like T-ball, you know, like it's it should be easy for us to share the gospel with people, because everyone is afraid of death, everyone is terrified about uh, what their life will be like afterwards. Everyone wants to preserve their life, and the reason why they want to preserve their life is because there's a fear of death. You know, we as Christians should be willing to go and use this very difficult and awkward circumstance to go and, and and cast out fear by sharing the good news of the gospel with them because the moment that they overcome fear, the moment that you and I overcome uh, the fear of death, there is nothing left uh, for us to do in this life other than just to be joyful and to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord and do all things for, as an act of worship is because we know that the worst thing in this life is dealt with on the cross and a lot of people in our day and age are so desperate to, to have that truth. Um, even though there, there's a hatred towards Christianity, there's even a greater hatred towards death. And I encourage you today to, again, continue to pray for any non-believing relatives or friends that you have, and um, especially in the holiday seasons where they're, you know, it's, it gets easy because, you know, Christmas season, you can invite people to our church or our services or our link or whatever, but, um, you know, just be mindful of using your life in light of whatever circumstance you're in right now to go and tell people about Jesus Christ. Hope that this is helpful for you. Take care and have a great day.